Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Talk Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the Bulls who were defeated by the Pelicans on the road last night, 126 to 109. Bulls now fall to 42 and 31. Pelicans now improve to 31 and 42 on the season. Uh, right now in the standings, Bulls still sit in first place. They are, however, very close to being surpassed by the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are 41 and 32. Luckily for the Bulls, Cavaliers have lost their last two as well. So they're in a better situation there. But still, at this point, at the rate the Bulls are going, it's looking like they're going to be pretty much destined for a play-in tournament. Bulls were without DeMar DeRozan in this one. He had some uh, some soreness, so he was expected to sit out in this one. Zach Levine, 39 points. That's a season high for Levine. Really nice game from him. However, you no, know, just not. You no, know, they couldn't contain Devontae Graham, who put up 30. McCollum put up uh, put up 25. It was just no. It wasn't a wasn't a good game from this Bulls team. No, statistically they looked good. No, they shot 41% from three, shot 51% from the field. Um, but what was really killing them was the fact that the Pelicans were getting to the line all night. They got to the line 34 times and made 32 of their shots in this one. So they got to the line a lot. Bulls only got to the line 19 times. They made 15 shots. So um, still, no, the statistics point out that this game wasn't horrible for the Bulls. However, the start of that fourth quarter was really bad. They were tied 90-90 to going into the fourth and ended up giving up a 12-0 run for the Pelicans, which just kind of put this game out of reach. And it was not a good game from the start. I mean, um, no, Bulls... They did outscore the Pelicans in the first. However, that second quarter, another tough one. They were outscored 32-23. to 23. Then the third quarter, you know, they kept it close, but that fourth quarter rolled around. They were outscored 40-24. to 24. So, you no, know, Bulls, another another tough loss for them. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, he put up 16 points, Was went 7-for-11 shooting, had 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. But he was an almost total non-factor in this game especially in the second and the uh, second half where he only had two points so for the Bulls to have given up the haul that they did for Nikola Vucevic where they gave up two first round picks Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter for the way Nikola Vucevic has played this season this trade has worked out horribly for the Bulls and it's kind of funny because at the time it was made is this trade looked amazing for them. I mean, the two first round picks, the Bulls, no, that first round pick they gave up was going to be valuable since the Bulls were not a good team last season. So that pick was going to be in the top 10. Um, but no, Wendell Carter Jr. looked, no, he looked underwhelming. He couldn't stay healthy. Um, for the most part, was a pretty underwhelming top 10 pick. And then Otto Porter was a was sort of a nothing move in that one. But then the other first round pick was, you know, really depended on how the Bulls would do this season for an elite big man in Nikola Vucevic who had been probably a top three big man last season, honestly, or maybe not top three, but no top five in that range. And for the way he's played this season, I think every Bulls fan would much rather have Wendell Carter Jr. instead of Nikola Vucevic. Like he just, the, he provides absolutely no presence down low. And I understand that's not really his game. His entire career has been, he's a perimeter guy. You know, he's a guy who's going to be able to shoot the ball. But the fact that he's a center and cannot play down low is an issue that needs to be addressed. And, um, 
We knew, though, the Bulls were going to have issues with their size all season. You know, even after they signed Tristan Thompson, still they don't have a lot of size in this team. And in that starting lineup, you have really him and Javante Green. And Green's not really a particularly great big man either. He plays the power forward. And, um, though he is slightly undersized as a power forward. So, um, it's, you know, he's a guy who... No, Vucevic is a guy who simply hasn't impressed me with the Bulls so far this year. I mean, uh, no, and I think this trade has looked horrible for the Bulls at this point. But uh, right now, Bulls just got to keep their head above water at this point. No, the big thing would be if they hit the playing game, they're going to have to play. Right now, the playing game looks like Cleveland, Toronto, Brooklyn, and and, uh, Charlotte, who... You no, know, Cleveland, they're sort of a mixed bag. I mean, you know, when the Bulls are healthy, they sometimes dominate them. Uh, you no, know, Toronto, another, you know, another team, sort of a mixed bag. They're, I think, I want to say two and one against them on the season series. Brooklyn's a team I have no faith against with the Bulls. I mean, if they go against Brooklyn and like now that the vaccine mandate has been lifted in New York, I mean, even with, uh, you know, even if you play in Chicago, still Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, that's just, I have no faith against those two guys because I think the Bulls will do what they've done the last couple times they played the Nets, which is play horrible. Uh, and then Charlotte's probably the best chance you have here, the Bulls, because you've dominated them pretty much since last season. I don't think the, the Hornets have beaten the Bulls yet uh, under, you know, with guys like with uh, LaMelo Ball. I don't think they've beaten the Bulls yet. So, um, no, I think right now the Bulls just have to stay out of that play-in tournament. And I think they'll be they'll be in you no know, not great shape, but at least they'll be able to make the playoffs. Uh, now, let's turn to the Blackhawks, who defeated the Kings last night 4-3 to in a shootout. Amazing game for Colin Delia. 43 saves on 46 shots. An outstanding night from him. Hawks improved to 24, 32, and 9. Kings fall to 35, 22, and 9 on the season. Uh, like I said, Colin Delia, an amazing game. Uh, however, there was some other stuff we have to talk about. Dominic Kubalik, for the first time since his rookie season, actually ended up being listed as a healthy scratch in this game. Uh, he has zero goals in his last nine games and just one in his last 21. So, uh, I think, you know, he was, you no. Know, we obviously know Kubelik was a guy who had his name thrown around in trade rumors at the trade deadline, and it made a lot of sense for the Hawks to move on from him. Even if you, even if you don't get a great offer for him, it still made a lot of sense just to, to get him out of there. But, uh, no, I, I, keeping him around, just, I don't, I don't know if that's going to really benefit you in the long run. Like he's just, he's too inconsistent. He, he's not a consistent hockey player at all. He, you know, his rookie season, obviously we saw, you know, some great things from him, but since then it's been an absolute, I wouldn't say disaster, but it has not been a nearly as good of a tenure as the Hawks were hoping it would be. And right now, I think keeping him around just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the Hawks because he's not going to give you much when he's on the ice, uh, except for no occasional hot streak. So uh, we do want to talk about, however, uh, Sam Lafferty. He had a goal in this one. Really nice game from him. Kyle Davidson has I think so far come out on the uh, on the winning end of this trade, even though Nylander's done okay in uh, in the AHL with Pittsburgh. 
He had a career high, uh, high career high in ice time at 17 minutes and 33 seconds in this game. Uh, that was actually oh, I was, that was actually in the Anaheim game. Sorry. Uh, then he followed that one up with a very strong performance in this one, his 10th goal of his NHL career. So uh, no, I think he's honestly been a been a breath of fresh, fresh air to this Hawks team this year. Uh, Alex Debrink, another great game from him. He scored a goal as well as had an assist. He had seven shot attempts, uh, so he was definitely you know all over the ice in this one. Patrick Kane continues to play outstanding. His month of March has been amazing. Uh, he's had 20, uh, he's had 23 points in his last 11 games. So he has been dominant this month. Uh, he continues to play very well. So really good victory for the Hawks. Uh, they now go to 24, 32 and nine on the year. Like I mentioned, uh, their, their next game is going to be against the Vegas Golden Knights at two o'clock tomorrow in Vegas. So that's not going to be an easy game at all. Vegas, we know in the middle of some cap situations, so not in a great spot, but, uh, still 35, 28 and four on the season, electric offensive abilities, especially once they get Mark Stone back in there from LTIR. Uh, so, not going to be, be an easy game at all for the Hawks, but uh, this is a nice victory for them over a Kings team that is uh, has been playing some really good hockey this year. Now let's turn to the Chicago Bears. We have to talk about the quarterback situation the de- today. The Bears made an announcement they are signing Trevor Simeon to a two-year contract. Uh, so Simeon, uh, no, pretty much a journeyman guy. We saw him start a little bit in uh, in New Orleans, or not New Orleans, Denver with the uh, Broncos, and we saw him go to New York. And then last season, we saw him start a couple games with the New Orleans Saints when Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill went down. And he's not a, no, he's not a significant, no, He's not an upgrade over Nick Foles, I guess. He's he's sort of a, I guess, the same kind of level as Foles. Um, so, I no, I don't really know what to think about it. Probably won't have too much of a uh, too much of an impact on this Bears team. However, there is news that the Bears are trying to trade away backup quarterback Nick Foles. This is a move that I think that would really only happen if the Bears were to. Um, well, actually, let me rephrase. I think this is a trade that will only happen because the Bears want to get his contract off the books. They do not want to pay him for him to just sit there as a backup, um, which makes a lot of sense. That that's a very that, that's a move that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, you probably wouldn't get anything significant back. Maybe a sixth, seventh round pick. I doubt uh, you even get a sixth round pick for Nick Foles. So, excuse me. So, uh, I guess we just be trying to find the right guy. Maybe there's a team. Um, there's a team to the uh, to the east of the Bears in Indianapolis who might want to invest in Nick Foles since their quarterback situation with Matt Ryan does look better, but. Uh, could be in need of a backup quarterback potentially, and he does have a connection to Frank Reich. So there's there's some possibilities there. But now let's turn to the Cubs, who are taking on the Colorado Rockies right now. They're losing two nothing. Uh, gave up two runs in that first inning. However, Seiya Suzuki is having his uh, his Cubs debut today, which should be uh, a lot of fun for Cubs fans. He has been incredibly hyped up uh, playing right field tonight, or playing right field today and batting second. So uh, Suzuki, I think the big thing with him is just going to be to preach patience with a guy like him. You know, I think he does have a lot of talent. I think he will end up being an incredible player, but uh, I think to preach patience with a guy like that is, is uh, definitely necessary. I think looking at a guy like Shohei Otani, who through his first two years with the Angels, you know, was not a 
significant contributor. Like he was not a guy who was going to go out there and play like he is right now. He was a solid player, but he was not the player he is right now, which is arguably the best player in baseball. So uh, I think, you know, with Suzuki, I think it's just going to be a no patience thing for a lot of Cubs fans, but I think he'll end up doing great with this Cubs team. So uh, that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. I'm actually going to be gone the next uh, couple days or next few days here. Actually, I'm going to be on vacation, so uh, we'll not be able to get any episodes out. But uh, everybody enjoy their spring break and I will see you guys tomorrow.